0: To wake up
1: well. A collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson,
0: and this is Leanne Simpson, and together
1: we ask you to wake up well. I read you something that I, it's from the book Thinking into Results, but I feel like that this little paragraph really we can sort of have a discussion around Leanne and myself. So. You are responsible for all the results in your life. You are responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for your health. You are responsible for your wealth. You are responsible for your emotional state. Regardless of what has happened in the past, the future lies ahead with an open slate, waiting for you to take control and create a wonderful life for yourself. Winston Churchill, who certainly knew something about responsibility, said, responsibility is the price of greatness. So that's a lovely quote. What are your thoughts around responsibility and what's just been read, Leanne?
0: Well, I love that that kind of summarises what I was thinking about responsibility is that you mostly have a responsibility to yourself and then as you go forward... And what other things that you take on in your life, you then become responsible for other things. And I think that, that but fundamentally, for that to succeed, you have to be responsible for your own self, especially your health and all that stuff. So I think that it's really important. That's how I see it. I don't know, oh, did I interpret it, how you think? Yeah that, yeah, so it all goes back to that by looking after yourself you can then help others and I think that comes with responsibility as well is this fact that we often become so burdened with responsibilities, what we perceive as our responsibilities, that we forget about the actual foundations that allowed us to be able to deliver that service to people and that's our own self, our own well-being. So we come wrapped up in that. And then we start to collect responsibilities, like each one of them is going for a gold medal and we want to get a medal on our chest for every responsibility that we've done. And then we get into a habit of being able to rip that. We start getting hooked on that, that ripping of the medals off because we believe and we're perceived that we haven't carried forth that responsibility that we should do. So that's what I think, that responsibility is a important word but it's also a dangerous word. And I think that it's really important for each one of us to work out where what are we fundamentally responsible for. And I suppose I, what I find is the most that people say is when you say to them, you know, responsibility, you know, you've got to look after themselves, they think that that means that they're full of themselves, that they're a shallow person, that they um, are looking in so much that they'll miss out what's happening on the world. And I think that that's where we as a society, you know, you say, what are those words that you just, you know, people that walk around and they're like full of themselves type of thing. They have, you know, like they just people, you know, all that, you see um, stars on, on, on the internet, you know, and they've done this and this and everyone's having a go at them because they're so full of themselves. And I think that, We then start to see that if we look after our own health, our own finances, our own, we keep our own self healthy and are kind of like healthy, wealthy and wise, are we doing something wrong? You know, are we doing something wrong? Because oh well, we can't be wealthy, but you can be wealthy in love. You can be wealthy in respect. You know, it doesn't wealthy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have heaps of money. You want to be comfortable, but, but it's up to whatever person's choice is. And I think that that's where we have to we have to have a responsibility back to ourselves. But until we can acknowledge that it's okay to look after ourselves first, and that doesn't mean throwing everything away. But it just means how do we do that and how do we put ourselves first to look after ourselves and how can we change our mindset to have that belief that if we look after ourselves, we are better at being responsible for those that were around us. So, Peter, you work with teachers, right? So for teachers, if they don't look after themselves physically and mentally, what is the long-term happens to for the situation for their students? What happens if they're not looking after themselves? What can happen?
1: Well, you know, the emotional state of the children can um, be impacted. So um, that's one thing, which is very, very important, but it's also um, that person doesn't, um, they can't take on other stuff. They feel their capacity is so full um even if it's something that they would love to do, they just can't see a a way around it. Uh, They're tired and can lead to burnout. So, you know, when you don't take responsibility of your own health, and we spoke about the boundaries that we put, and they can be limiting too, but once you understand what your needs are, and I spoke about that last week, then you can take more responsibility for your your actions so the needs that you um and they're the feelings that keep coming up all the time um lead to those needs so working out what those needs are it might be that you can come to school and it's calm and it's easy and there's not another two or three things that you have to try and um, fit into your day and then that uncomfortableness of how you're going to do it um, can really impact on how you feel in front of those kids and ease and flow of the learning that's happening in the classroom. So um, I think almost that administration and the systems that are in place really have to be conscious of what they're doing, how they, uh, because they're very responsible. They've got to um, they they've got to take information that is from different sources and then filter it down into the schools so that hopefully the impact will improve the student outcomes and then they, they discern on the research and make those decisions. And I think systems really do try very hard to do that in a really slow, step-by-step approach. But... Um, it is that whole consciousness of what's happening with the school, and building that emotional state, and getting them in the right position to be able to be able to take that information and be creative in the classroom. So the responsibility is not only on the curriculum for the system, but it's also the well-being. And it it, it once wasn't as prevalent as it's becoming now on how you can support just your teachers. Um, and I'm not they're moving towards it but whether it's actually in every system I'm not sure Um, that well-being that checking in to see if they're okay and allowing opportunities for them to be able to reflect on their practice and um, as I start to move and get clarity around my business Leanne I think there's three elements that you know if you're talking about responsibility and getting clear in yourself it is the fact that you have to be able to be um, reflective and reflective in your, on yourself and the relationship you have. So what you spoke about is the whole self, it, it's reflecting on that. And then from there, when you have reflected, then you can move into being creative and being able to take on stuff because you're able to open, close some doors and open the things that are, are needing to be looked at. Um, and looking at your emotional state or what needs are not being met and how to meet them. Because once you start meeting those needs, then you can open up the door to be able to take on more. Um, while those needs are not being met, that's when the responsibility is just pushing down, you're feeling it heavy in your body. So, yeah, I've just gone a little bit deeper on that. But, yeah, I'm just going back on what we spoke about with boundaries and that opportunity to reflect on what you are responsible for and whether it's meeting a need. You know, if you've been the uh, coordinator for PE for years and you're actually, that need is not even being met, you're starting to feel really frustrated every time someone comes and asks a question, then it's probably time that, that you start to reflect on that and say, well, this is probably not a job that I want to continue to do because I'd rather focus on this because my needs are not being met in this area because ease and flow aren't happening. I'm not having harmony. I'm not having the things that I really need. And so therefore, you know, this extra responsibility that I've taken on in the school is causing me more impact on my body and how I feel. Um, Whereas, you know, I could burn out or I could say no more. I need to stop. And I need to focus on what i what I really is is going to give me, um, going to help me to meet those needs and my purpose. Um, so I think that's a little bit to do with mindset. And I suppose moving on, it is to do with organisation because it's allowing you to work out what you need to organise and give the time. You know, people talk about. Um, you know, organising everything, it's almost like this on top of. We talked about it, like do this, all these different activities and sometimes even the activity of organising feels like it's an on top of what you've already got, you know, what you already have to do. Like if I just get organised, if I just do another list or I just do a five-second or I do a box and I put everything in, then I'll be organised. But until you can really um, sit down and reflect, you've almost just got to say, I'm going to give myself some time to just even reflect on what I need. Uh, and just bo- box that in, like just give yourself that time and slow the process down rather than trying to layer those extra organisational things on place. Um, and that, that could be your focus is actually focusing on what you are responsible for and whether that's actually meeting some of the needs in your life, which is most people want to have joy and happiness and ease and flow. You know, they want that to, to be able to enjoy life and give more. I think I'll stop there, Leanne. I'm like, <laughs> no, it was really <laughs> I it was
0: really interested. And I was taking in what you're saying and I was saying, yes, so what happens with responsibility? It becomes, it often people say the burden of responsibility and they take on, and I really like that idea of, so changing your mindset can only occur when you kind of virtually analyse the task of what your real mm. life's about so you work out a way of analyzing that task um and, and it's, your... it's
1: easier sorry it's as easy as when the responsibility comes you know like it could be some things obviously you might you know washing up and cleaning up you know in some element you want the kitchen to be clean don't you so that 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 is something you want to do but if, if you've taken on that extra role in the school, or been given it, thinking that it's going to give you maybe the status, or it's going to give you some sort of form of leadership, you know, we always think like that. Oh, if I take on this, people can see how capable I am. Yeah. But if you every time you go to do that role, it, you can feel the anguish in your body, then it's almost like it's telling you that it's time for you to look at that and, and go, Well, am I wanting to take on this responsibility anymore, or do I? What do I do to be able to? work that out so sorry keep going I just wanted no to i that.
0: agree i agree and when we do that analyzing right and we kind of go oh do i want to take this? is that because we don't have the sufficient skills to be able mm. to do it or have we chosen to take this on because for the wrong reasons and i think that mm. is one of the hardest things for people especially if you're in a role as an educator is to actually acknowledge to yourself, you don't have to tell everybody else to yourself, that you actually don't have the knowledge to be able to do something because, you know, like you want to be this ever-ending kit of all knowledge and you're always reading and sucking information. I know myself. Like if I, I'm like read, 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 read this and this and I'm always going on the go. So it's hard to acknowledge you might know that you might have a certain skill level. So Sometimes when you take on a a task, you can have all the knowledge, but you don't have the skill set to maybe communicate that knowledge. So what happens is this responsibility of how do I get this information out? So like because I work with people with chronic pain, I'm saying that's one of the responsibilities that you, you may have, all these responsibilities, but the pain uses up all your energy. So you need to find some way of being able to transfer this information. So I'm saying to people... Learn technology. Learn how to be able to connect with people through technology that simplifies what you're doing. But the simple thing of having an online calendar can be life-changing if you're in a situation where you are tired, fatigued, in chronic pain, maybe even if you're... Um, you're racing around like a mad thing and you keep getting forgetting appointments and so then what happens is you get burdened with that whole oh have I I remembered oh what was I supposed to do today oh no I'm so slack I can't remember I can't remember so then they keep on going you know like thinking about this so embracing technology but then it's like but I don't know how to do technology oh no now there's another job I've got to do and then you start to spiral and you don't take that end goal. I remember going to this course and we had to break up into groups and we had to say the things that really, really annoyed us and what they really, really disliked and what responsibility you really didn't like. So one of mine was doing all the bookwork for our business. I'm a qualified bookkeeper. I have a background in banking. I am really good at mathematics. So it was this general thing to go into bookkeeping and technology. But what happened was so when we originally quick QuickBooks first came out, I was actually teaching that. So I was right on my game. I got into QuickBooks and I was using Quick and Cashbook and then using all the rest of the changes around. And I just kept on chooping along and and um you know one way is that you have a big long chart of accounts so that you put every little bit of expenses off a certain one so that you knew where all the money was going and that you could track it all. But there's only my husband and I in their business. So why was I having that much, you know, tracking? Does it really matter how much where the petrol goes? It went into a motor vehicle. If you have, have people working with you, then you need to break it up. But it didn't matter. We had one motor vehicle. There was no reason for all these charts of accounts. So what happened was I got so overwhelmed with the responsibility, I actually forgot. As a part of my organisation, to keep updating my skills, because I had the—I don't know what can we say—the crankiness, because I don't want to say the other word, the cranky. I stopped updating my skills in bookkeeping, was using an antiquated bookkeeping system that was really hard to use. Got so mad about it, and this lady set set that it was so—you know how things work out. I had to pair up with the lady actually facilitating. It just worked out like that. And she goes to me, okay, so say it out loud. So your responsibility is this bookkeeping. Yep, you really hate it. Yes. Why do you hate it? It just takes up so much time. And then we went through it and found out that I was using old techniques. I hadn't kept up my uh, skill level in computers. So then I found mm, it's made a change. So now everything's on a really nice modern day thing. It's there's lots of automation happening in it. I can do my best instead of taking like a whole week. I can do it in a number of hours because of the way the system's set up. So often, because I was so cranky about having that responsibility, I ignored upskilling. So then by ignoring upskilling, I actually made the burden of responsibility harder. And that's what we all do you know you don't like something yeah. you ignore it and then it becomes a mess and that's why i'm like very okay. much into using good morning <laughs> sweetie girl yes yeah, so good i think we... good yeah so i think that we've got good morning so, yeah. <laughs> good morning. so we're up to we've done our mindset our mindset about yeah. responsibility is that your responsibility for yourself is important and then we get to organization look at some ways why are you frustrated yeah. in this responsibility because you don't want it or because aren't maybe you're not skilled enough to be able to do what you want to do and you keep ignoring it because you've got too many other responsibilities so I just went to a new account I went to an accountant and said what can I do and he just said oh you need to do this this and this do you reckon you can handle it and he actually said to me that even though I knew I wanted change that he knew he would have to coach me through that change so my accountant Knew that he had to spend time communicating why for me to be able to move forward. He knew that even though I was at my wits' end, he still had to say, and he kept on saying, "I promise you." And it took eight months. I remember the eight. I remember eight months, and I was doing the bat, the um, the bath. I really wished it was nine months because then I was going to say like a baby came about of the beautiful bookkeeping baby, but no, it was eight months. I had the realisation that using this technology. So from that organisational thoughts, we come to focus. So what are we going to focus on? You tell me, Peter, what are we going to focus on? And I... I'm thinking of
1: the little girl here that wants to take all my white paper and use it. And you don't want you doing something like this. You, didn't. So you take
0: it. I know. I just,
1: I just threw, I just threw to you because
0: I was thinking, oh, focus. Yes, yeah, you see. So, Peter's ultimate responsibility is her beautiful children. She had these beautiful children. I've got beautiful children. That's her responsibility, and she wants to make it a beautiful place for them. And so at the moment she's giving her white paper because that's going to make it a beautiful place for both of them, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so we can often find ourselves as parents. We don't actually we try and get focus and we think focus means this little kind of portal where you know what are those one-eyed things that
1: pirates use? Um a telescope? No,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, yeah, ah, me hardies, and then they look out, and I can yeah, see. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those things. Yeah. I think that we sometimes—that's what we think focus is—is is that looking through that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Someone that's watching. I know that you're there. Can you tell me the name of that thingy? Come on, message me the name of the the one ID thing that you put up for the for the um pirate. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we can we can actually get. Using this one eye thing, looking through it and see the world as that. But we haven't. We have a responsibility to see the world much brighter, don't we? And I think that focus can be a really tricky word because we think that we have to narrow down onto a certain aspect. But I am starting to believe that yes. the focus might be the whole picture like a photo, you know, like you focus in. I do.
1: Funny how we've had this conversation. We've really, we've narrowed it right down to, you know, getting to the nuts and bolts of things and eye on the on the detail. And yeah, although I do think, you know, when I talk to other people, they say, you know, if you don't if you don't focus on your relationship, well, then you don't focus on, you know, what's happening in the classroom. Well, it's, you know, if you're not marking the papers or whatever it is, and it's just going to go pear-shaped. But, I mean... How do you focus on, like, you know, you still got to focus on your relationship and you still got to focus. On. So it's, I think it's lightening it up and allowing it to sort of, um, yeah, you know, like that one eye is so rightly in that one eye. It's like, okay, now I'm focusing on, on the book work or now I'm focusing on the marking. And you think that that, if you can't get that right, then, well, and then the whole thing's going to fall apart. So, I, i'm i'm starting to get a new awareness around the whole thing of focus and I, i'm i'm happy i've keep going leanne because i i'm starting to think like you i think it's more open than that um to be able to manage it a bit lighter tell me what you're thinking well that's where so like from tai Chi, right you've this focus
0: but it doesn't tell you to close your eyes It's still teaching you. So when you do your movements, you're supposed to, because it's an ancient form of martial arts, right? And I'm just starting to understand what it it means. And your idea is that you can see what's happening around you, but you don't take on that responsibility of what's happening around you all the time. You Mm. are still, you've got your breath, you've got your grounding, you've got all your Tai Chi principles, and it's all happening and that's but your focus could shift if it had to and i think Mm -hmm. that that's like even with mindfulness you know like we're taking in when mindful of the breath and and even mindfulness they talk about going for a walk and taking in the birds and the trees and what the pathway looks like all of those your focus is shifting because you're not just looking at the tree the whole time. If you just focused as you did mindful walking on that one tree, you're going to crash into someone for sure, aren't you? So I think it's all out there. I think it's just that sometimes we put a different meaning to the word of something and then everyone adapts to it. It's a bit like the word timeout. Okay, so timeout supposed to mean taking a breather from something. But if you send kids to, because then someone... De- developed a technique that was timeout was where you put the kids into timeout because they've been naughty. Timeout then became another thing. So when you're playing basketball, timeout is to have a breather, a moment to decide to re-put your brain back into, the, into where they're supposed to be. The team has gone all all over the place, call time timeout, and then we can discuss it. So that word can be, has, has a different thing. And so now there's a whole thing on we don't believe in time out for kids right but if we went back to what that word meant taking a breather it should be the thing the most important thing that we actually take on is giving our kids time out but the problem was that if you sit them in a corner and staring into a corner to me all you did was breathe contempt and anger if your child like i am was okay so that we had to Play in and teach that time out is a moment to take a breather and how we do it. So I think that that is what the most, the thing is that you keep learning that focus, that words have a have a, a meaning to them that has been set to us by outside influences and we need to pick them up before we go and take on even like responsibility, what does responsibility mean And I think each individual person needs to take the focus away from what everybody else's responsibility is and start dissecting it for yourself. So that doesn't mean that responsibility is not important. It is so important. That's how human beings connect is being responsible for stuff, right? We're responsible for breathing with that. So then that moves us over to action for the week. And we've had a very deep conversation this week about mm. responsibility. So what action mm. can we take? Because action, the other day we were talking about a lady said, oh, I've got to have a positive, you know, mindset. I've got to say these positive words. And I said, well, positive words, it's no good if you don't take positive action. And she went, oh, you've got to take some positive action of action that gets you into the direction. So I think that what you could do to, to, to this week is think about some of the things that could make that are the, the responsibility burdening you because you haven't got the knowledge to go forward. So think of my story about that accounting. To the highly qualified person who was really good but then got so resentful about doing the bookkeeping that she just sat in that mud Mm. sulking that didn't see that bookkeeping had evolved and all I had to do was to make change my direction on that. And now, you know, and really and truly you want to do your bookkeeping because you want to invoice people because you want to be paid. So that's the fundamentals. Mm. Every time I sit down with the cranks of it, you know, still go back to that learner's It's like, I hate doing bookkeeping. I go, I want to get paid. Oh, like that. So I think that the action that you need to take this week is to really think about what responsibilities you have. See if there's one little one. And so my thing is technology. I think helps it out. You know, find out what technology that you can do. And so, what's your action? Do you, do you think that people might like to take? Um, I just
1: yeah. I think you know, go back to that see what that response because sometimes it's overwhelming when you think of the responsibilities um that you have like we've spoken about and it might be just being just being aware of how you feel when things come to you like you were aware every time the books came that it made you feel overwhelmed and anxious so I think the first action step is being aware, and you might be already aware, and what do you want, what needs do you need to be met? So, Leanne, when you were talking, I thought, well, what needs needed to be met for you to be able to find a way out that was pop, that you could take it on but still remain positive, and that was that you wanted it to be easy and um you know, you know, you wanted the process not to burden you, so that ease and flow. So it's just finding out what that need is that you're looking for, and then how can you could how can you move through that to get to the other side. So you know, sometimes you do need the extra help to do that. Sometimes in your own head, even if you do journal, which is a great op- option, um, clarity can come. But sometimes it's that conversation and the questions that help you to get clearer even clearer clarity. And I know that, Leanne, if you're, um, you know, you've got responsibility and it's a pain, you know, you know you've got chronic pain and things that link, limit you to being able to to make that change, that Leanne has, has that to offer that can help you to work through that. And as do I with education, if you're feeling burnt out and you can't find a way out it, and you've worked out that a few responsibilities are really burdening and you don't know how to get out of it, then come and have a conversation with me because that's reflection and I'm not saying that to sell things and I'm not saying it for Leanne because, you know, like that's not yeah. we're about that but it's about making your life a lot easier and when you can have that chance to reflect with somebody, then the road can be clearer and you can say, well, I don't actually want to give up this um, coordinator as PE coordinator or I don't actually want to give up the books I, but I can't see another way because every time I do it, I feel this real anxiousness. So have that talk conversation and get in contact with us, and to have, to be able to move forward. So I'm just, I suppose, my action is just see what that need is. What's it, you know, you can feel feel it, and then try and work out what the need that's not being met is, and it will probably help you to move through. Yep. So.
0: I've got to say good morning. So we've got to a certain part and stage where you and I have to start being accountable for what we've been saying. So we'll go back and reflect. But first I wanted to just say hello to a few people that are uh, watching in this morning. So good morning to Kylie. Kylie and Kim, it's so great Kylie. to see you, yeah, Kylie and Kim. And then Brenda. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> yep. And then we have Mary. Hi, Mary. You what love that name. Hey? You love that name. What about that? And Jess? Oh, Hi, Jess. Yes. Hi, Jess, Jessica. And Selena, good morning.
1: Hi, Selena.
0: So it's really wonderful to have you um, listening in. And don't forget, if you've got any questions, type them in there. So when I'm listening to Peter and you see my eyes are not connected to her, it's because my responsibility is watching the social media. Um, <laughs> feed at the moment so yes I'm happy to do that so looking back let's reflect on what we said we were going to do last week so what did oh I'm trying to find the calendar I'm going back here giving Peter time to to think about what she was going to oh she was on. you were on your 30 something days of journaling and I by the way I'm still waiting to find out what that thing is that is one-eyed for a pirate okay so Last week's chat was about boundaries. So, how did you go with boundaries, Peter?
1: What did I say I was going to do with boundaries?
0: Oh, I think that I think you're overstepping the boundary because I didn't have to be. I didn't have to be responsible for your boundaries. <laughs>
1: Leanne writes this down, for me. well, I and should you know, take responsibility. Maybe that's what I need to do this week is be responsible for my
0: list rather than expect think that someone else has to do it. I, all I've got down here, I've put myself in, is the word boundaries, mindset, organisation, focus and action. So I knew that my my for my boundaries was reflecting back on did I have ones that I wanted for certain things? and also that to move forward and make sure that that my boundaries weren't limiting me to go and explore new things and take on a new Mm -hmm. a new um way of doing things so i did start to explore some new some new options and one of them was to do a talk a webinar using a powerpoint where Mm -hmm. i actually had to flick through because i when i do my talks and stuff I go for a heap of notes. I've never been really good at, you know, having a scripted script. It's like my brain could it can't keep up with the words just all jumble. If I have a script, all I see is this big jumble. So I just have a few dot points and go with the heart. And so a PowerPoint can be very limiting to me because you have to keep up with what the pictures were. But so I thought, well, I've actually set a boundary there. I've said it that phrase of a PowerPoint limits me was actually me putting a boundary around myself in regards to PowerPoint. So I actually developed a PowerPoint and followed along with them. And guess what I found out? It's a really useful tool. It's a really, really useful tool. And you can actually get this these pictures that you can add to your PowerPoint. And one of them was a broccoli lady and she was doing all these things. So we actually had the broccoli lady playing the, um, musical instruments and everything. So by not limiting mm-hmm. myself to that thought that PowerPoints are really limiting, um, I've learned mm-hmm. a really great skill. So, um, yeah, That's so right. that was with my boundaries that we did and it was absolutely wonderful. So when it came to boundaries, Peter, you're keeping up your journaling?
1: I have to be honest, this week I have... Um been a little bit ad hoc, so I do. I haven't done it every day, um, so you know, giving myself a bit of a reset might be good. So I will get back into it this week and keep going. It's not that I haven't done any; I just haven't been as consistent as I was. So, so
0: let's go back to what a reset is, just in case people. So that's this is this is you I think is one of the important tools that we've come up. You know that you and I have both really really thought about was that reset so what what having a reset is say some people oh is that just a get out of jail free thing but having a reset I think is really really important so my reset for ages was to get up that I have now is that I get up and I go out into my garden I take a breath and then I come back so when I get stuck bogged down in the sticky mud whatever's happening I have a reset and and I think that that's one of the things, Peter, that we're talking about is that you have to have a reset for when you know. So what happens is like with Tai Chi, I say we're working on this week, it's going to be picking a particular move that is your go-to move when you feel like you need a reset. So that's what we're working on in classes this week. So when you're doing that reset, it's so that you're not bogging yourself down with guilt, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just re- pressing the button, starting again. And would that reset look the same? Sometimes that's probably a good time to reset. Whether you actually need to continue journaling and what you're doing is is meeting that need. So, I think a reset is good. It's taking a bit of responsibility for what you're doing, um, and seeing whether that particular um, journaling, what 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 I was doing, is still meeting the needs that I have. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I would so, do that. Have a, see whether what I'm journaling might be needing to be looked at. Like I'm, I've been doing a lot of gratitude journaling, and that's been great. But maybe it's time to start to do a little bit of work around, um, you know, some of the learning that I've had around emotional intelligence, which is looking at, you know, feelings and needs, which is exactly what we've been talking about. You know, working out what what are some of those things that just keep coming up all the time, mm-hmm. and you know, finding a way to move through it. Okay. So And also did I, sorry, and also probably writing a few of those, you know, that lovely lady that said she did positive affirmations, I think that also is, you know, writing around that positive affirmation of how that action can happen. So, you know, when you're speaking about that lady, that would be good as well, that positive affirmation, but actually writing around the actions of how that's going to look in my life. Yeah.
0: So, so write that. That again. Oh, good action. Good action, Peter. So if you're looking for replays of our other previous um, shows, you can find them on the Balance Minder podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a number of other podcasts. You just put in there, search for Balanced Minder, and you'll find the Wake Up Well series there where we've talked about persistence, we've talked about joy, and you might be able to put that and listen to us while you're driving along and that. As much as our beautiful sunny faces come through to you on uh, in Facebook, it's really exciting to be able to uh, also hear and listen to what we've got to say, and hopefully we inspire you, as you all do inspire us. To take a step forward in a positive direction. So I'm Leanne Simpson, I'm from Balanced Minder. I'm a chronic pain pivot coach. And with me in the other across through the internet, way up about a hundred something K <coughs> is, is, Peter, give your sign out. Who are you and what do you do?
1: Jefferson who um I work at Beyond the Classroom Australia. That's my business, and I am about supporting educators so that they can be in the best emotional state in their classrooms so
0: So everybody remember to be very very well and you know what i say about good it's overrated but well is very important take the responsibility for yourself and then allow that responsibility of to yourself to radiate out and check check in with yourself and see what you're doing well we'll see you next week on wake up world Hello, it's time to wake up well.
1: A collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson.
0: And this is Leanne Simpson. And together,
1: we ask you to
0: wake up well.